The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. There were a couple of questions or reflections that came up at the end of last uh, Tuesday's session. And as a result, one of them was about uh, compassion and whether uh, we have to just passively offer compassion as a a set of uh, thoughts or practices, and it's not okay to actually reach out and help someone, which um, is, uh, of course, not the case. We can sometimes it's wise to help someone in a very uh, direct way. And other times there are situations people face where um, some they see someone in their life who is challenged and it is best for for us to offer our compassion and our care and perhaps even listen, but not to directly interfere. So that was the inspiration for this evening. I thought we might dedicate the evening to personal meditative exploration of different types of compassion that we might offer in our lives. So um, we'll start right into the meditation. And I'll preface it as as you settle in um, and find a sustainable and comfortable posture. And just settle into what you know is supportive for you. I'll offer a few comments about what I'll be inviting you to do. Just giving yourself a moment or two to breathe. Perhaps find some ease in the body, in the heart and the mind. And to recognize whatever's here. Sometimes what's here is not easeful or not relaxed. And that deserves our kind awareness as well. In this evening's meditation, the invitation will be first, uh, it will be to send compassion to two different types of people in your life. The first will be for someone for whom your compassion is both a feeling and also leads to some action. The action that you are offering to this person might be material assistance, which could be your time, uh, listening, as I said, carefully to what's happening for them, could be physical care, or perhaps you provide them with money or some material things that they need. So that's one type of person that will extend compassion practice towards And the second type of person for whom we'll send wishes of compassion will be a little bit later in the meditation. Um, And this will be a situation in which any action you would take might be interference. There are some situations where we see someone struggling or having a hard time. But they're in a situation where only they can decide uh, for themselves what they will do or only they can take action. And it's still an incredibly valuable practice to send them wishes of compassion, wishes of kindness, even if from afar, while not in any way intervening in their situation. So with those two types of people that might be in your life, in mind, we'll begin by first recognizing any uh, thoughts or feelings or physical sensations that came up as I mentioned those two different types of people. 
we can experience incredibly strong pull in either case. And sometimes some of the most difficult situations are the ones in which we are not able to offer any direct action or we have the wisdom that it wouldn't be the right thing to do. And just acknowledging internally what comes up for you as you reflect on these two situations or hear about them initially and think about who in your life might fit this, these descriptions. And perhaps allowing to come to mind the first person, someone to whom you provide direct assistance while they're in a challenging space, challenging set of circumstances. This might be a family member or a friend, or might even be someone you don't know but someone to whom you might donate goods or someone to whom you provide direct care or money or could simply be someone to whom you provide a kind presence to listen to their challenges. You're there for them. And they are aware of what you're offering. Allowing this person and their situation to come fully into your mind and heart. Seeing all the good qualities of this person. Knowing that, that they want their life to be happy and that they have some very difficult situation that they are dealing with or facing or even avoiding some struggle. Seeing the challenges they face and noticing how they're doing with those challenges. Allowing it to really touch you as if that were happening to you right now. What would that be like? As we imagine what the person might be feeling, what they might be thinking, how they might be functioning, allowing that to arouse the sympathetic vibrations, feelings in our own hearts and minds, in our own bodies. And perhaps radiating those feelings of compassion, that feeling that's not pity, but rather a, if those were my circumstances, I'd be going through the same thing, kind of resonance of the heart and mind for what that's like. Allowing those feelings to radiate from your heart-mind and imagining them landing with the other person, offering them the care.
Or you can send the compassion by means of phrases whispered very softly in the mind. Perhaps something like the phrases I'll offer or some that you create yourself for this person's situation. I care about you. Sending that with all the concern and love in your heart, compassion, understanding. I care about you. I see the challenges you face. May you find some ease with any pain you're experiencing about this. Perhaps emotional pain, even physical pain, mental pain. May you find some ease with that. May you meet these challenges without suffering, even though they are difficult and perhaps painful. May my support help you to meet the challenges without suffering. And continuing with these or other wishes or felt sense radiation of compassion towards this person, continuing in silence for the next period of time.
And when you're ready, perhaps bringing to mind someone you know who faces difficulty, for whom you feel compassion, but whose actions and decisions must remain their own doing without any interference or uh, advice or action on your part. Knowing that there are times when it is absolutely not appropriate or maybe it's not a favor to someone to intervene on their behalf in certain challenges. There are things they have to discover for themselves, do for themselves. And it can be very difficult to witness, but seeing this person in all of their good qualities as though they were sitting right in front of you. And knowing that they, like you, like all of us, want to have a happy life. And perhaps there's something they haven't quite resolved for themselves yet. Seeing their challenges. And noticing how they're doing emotionally, mentally, around those challenges. Allowing yourself to feel the vibration in your own heart of what it would be like facing that, or perhaps you have faced it earlier in your life and you know exactly what it's like, and you know that they don't need your direct intervention. Feeling those sympathetic vibrations of your heart, mind, and body, and sending that care their way from your heart to theirs. Or, again, sending the compassion with words, quietly whispered in the mind, wishes of compassion. I'll read some, or they can be some of your own creation. Sending them the sincere care, while quietly whispering in the mind, I care about you, I care about what you're going through. I see how challenging it is for you. I see your struggle. May you find some ease for any pain that you're experiencing. May you come to resolution or come to solutions or actions that are beneficial for you in your own time. in your own way.
May you meet these challenges without suffering. May that give you confidence. May it contribute to your life that you've met this difficulty without interference. And continuing in your own way, silently, sending compassion to this person.
So perhaps we each um, got a chance to notice how the compassion felt or how compassion feels when we're able to offer um, support in some way, physical, material support, and how it feels when we are offering compassion to someone for whom it is best that we not get in in there and, you know, do something that they need to do for themselves. And, of course, this is a really challenging issue, um, not only on an interpersonal level, but, of course, on a cultural level. I mean, there are, a societal level, there are so many things that about which we uh, may struggle between action and inaction. Um, but this evening for the um, breakout groups, perhaps it'll be useful to reflect a bit on your wisdom about when it's wise to offer direct support and when it's unwise to do so. So I know this is a very challenging issue, and um, this is a chance for each person to speak a little piece of their own experience. You know, whatever amount feels uh, comfortable for you, you don't have to uh, share more than you feel comfortable with, but just about how you're working with this issue, how it feels, and um, to allow yourself to offer just one short thing and then let the other two or three people in the group offer one short thing. And then um, simply sharing from your own heart, your own experience and not offering any commentary or advice. It can be so tempting to do so, um, you know, when we're talking about charged issues, but um, please enjoy the 10 minutes in the groups and when we come back, um, when we share, we keep things private that were said in the group by others. Um, and if you find yourself in a, in a group where no one joins, don't worry. I'll find you and I'll move you to another group. So enjoy the 10 minutes.
So um, we now have about nine minutes in which to share any reflections, inspirations, questions from that discussion or experiences that you had this evening in uh, doing these reflections and meditations on compassion. Yes, Michelou, please. Um, This was a really important um, meditation reflection for me. I started out giving compassion to the person that I give material assistance to. And after a while, I just flipped and realized I needed compassion for my own wisdom and to trust that my own wisdom would arise within me, not logically, but just a felt sense of wisdom for myself as I gave the other person assistance. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that, Michelou, because there are so many areas that require discernment here. And sometimes it's not a, you know, list of pros and cons. It's more uh, discernment over a lifetime of, you know, feeling it in the heart. So thank you. I'm Padma. Yeah. Hi, Liz. Thank you. Um, First of all, today I couldn't focus for whatever reason, but uh, kind of something uh, bothering me in terms of controversial question, I guess, <laughs> if you're really open to it. Um, sure. So it's, it's you know, uh, of course, the loving kindness helps. Um, it did help me. But at times, even today, uh, it's it feels like there's a lot of mind work you have to do. It's like trying to bring you know, benefactor or the other category. And I feel like, you know, why are we labeling the people? You know, like, it's like I have to go through my phone book and say like, okay, this is the benefactor for me. And I just feel like it's labeling. Um, So instead, why can't it be just by like action, right? Because I guess that's how I'm wired, maybe. I don't know. I'm more visual. Um, So I just feel like, why, why do I need to, the whole idea is like, lessen the mind activity, but I feel like somehow something I'm feeling lately about the Okay. You're asking a really important question because um what we're trying to do with these meditations or one one of the possibilities from these meditations is noticing what actually does come up in the heart and mind. And sometimes in any meditation, including Brahma Vihara practice like this we're suddenly aware of how active the mind is, how much is going on there. And that's not a problem. It's actually not a mistake. The goal of all meditation practice, we could say, is to become acquainted with the way our minds, our hearts, our bodies have been conditioned. And sometimes they've been conditioned to think a lot and it gives us a headache, you know, some of it is is just, and you're noticing maybe the um, relationship to that now is, ugh, that is a lot of work and it's just too much. That's actually a positive move in meditation when you suddenly realize, wow, this is just a lot of churn. It's a lot of thinking. And is it really benefiting me? And I hear the yearning of your heart or the inclination of your heart is, let me just do kind things. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's quite a discovery to make in going through this meditation practice today, in your loving kindness practice, and recognizing perhaps that, you know, what you call labeling, you know, maybe there's a piece of you that feels like, um, why am I calling this person a benefactor? Why am I calling that person a friend? Also, very interesting, allowing yourself to take these things in and notice that you're not doing something wrong. You're discovering some things. So that's that's my take on it. 
I wonder um, how that is for you. Well, thank you. I think uh, it, it helps. And good to hear that maybe I'm graduating. <laughs> Just well, and, you know, we we will all go through phases with this. There are times, you know, it's the reason that I offer the idea that, you know, some of us may just want to radiate the feeling from the heart. Sometimes words, after we've been practicing this for a while, words are excessive. And we just, we know the feeling, we know the person or the people that we're sending it out to, and we don't need the words. Other times when we're still, you know, we're trying to keep our mind really in line with this and gather our minds around it, the words are helpful. But Notice these shifts and changes. They can happen anytime in meditation. You can be medit. It's not, don't reach any conclusions, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. That we can, um, you know, say, oh, this is how it is from here on out. Refrain from that. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> Thanks, Padma. And Jerry. Thank you. So, uh, because I had, uh, um so i i'm thinking about i wasn't here for most of the meditation as you now i had to work because an urgent emergency case came up but um, i sometimes have noticed that uh, you spoke about being kind so you know it uh, it stretched me because i had to be um, I had to fly to another city and I'll be all morning and even afternoon and late flight home. And so um, I knew that this person needed me and needed me urgently. And I actually wanted to join the group, but I, the, uh, the patient had said, well, you know, okay, can we just have a half session? I said, uh, Sure. But then I could see that he was getting better with the work. But I thought, okay, I'll make it. I need to go the full mon- uh, session. So I did. And, uh, I was glad I did. And I get such a sense of, it was kind, it was generous, it was needed. But that I, fi- I experience as uh, a compassion for myself in an interesting way. Cause I, the kindness, like it anchors me in myself. And I've noticed on gratitude lists when I, you know, I'm grateful. One of the things that comes up is I'm grateful that I was able to help someone. And so it's like an interesting diet. Anyway, enough for me. I just wondered if, because they talk about trying, I I did mindfulness this morning for 10 minutes, but they talk about being mindful in the moment all day long. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that, Jerry. It's, you know, when, when we've made a commitment, you know, you've made a commitment to a professional and a personal commitment to care for other people. That can be incredibly, it can feel incredibly good. And it, it, um, you know, compassionate acts, kind acts aren't just for the other person. They also help us, you know, they help uh, our heart grow, feel good. It's great. Really wonderful. So thank you, everyone. And um, it's 7 o'clock already, so I appreciate your practice very much. And if you'd like to open your mic and say goodnight to everybody, uh, please do. Night, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Be well. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you for sharing. Bye-bye. Thanks, Liz. Thank you.